You're wondering where I've been? The night contains many secrets. Sarah, um, that power is, is evil. Evil is only a matter of perspective, Miss Older. I've thought that my dad was dead for years. If he's alive right now and he's not contacting me, there's a reason. The man who has turned to stone just socks him in the stomach and takes the wind out of him. And the other ones just stand around laughing. You fucked with the wrong person. God, this this shit's really taken over, hasn't it? I'm worried, Tallahassee you might be far more dangerous than last we left. Will you guys let me know where you're going to be? I've got a little bit of business to attend to. That's ominous. What do you mean? That business is all-you-can-eat shrimp. I guess I'm going to go check on Robert. <laughs> and you also see that his chest has been split open and it seems to have been pulled apart and his insides are just exposed to the air. What are you doing to Robert? Uh, Robert's dead. Oh fuck, did you kill Robert? And she pulls a knife. God damn. You know that this is the work of a red cap. Wonderful. You hear the sounds of combat coming from inside of this mausoleum. You can't win, Blue Blood. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Just as pain enters the threshold, Blue Blood makes a maneuver, dodges her sword strike, and plunges his sword through her neck. Can I rip his mask off? And staring back to you with fangs and scrunched up features, a a cruel and playful look in his eye. You see the face of your father, Daniel Payne. What did you, what did you do? (laughs) Oh, come on now, Sarah. You're a cop too, or at least you were. You know justice doesn't get done without a little bloodshed. I hate my dad's voice. (laughs) This is the worst voice. He's got his vampire teeth. <laughs> oh yeah, that's all I can imagine. Is like it's, the, it's hard to it's, talk with those things. The dollar store vampire teeth. I stole Buffy vampires, so they're they've got the crazy teeth out. Yeah. What what happened to you? You're looking at it, Sarah. This is a shitty dad. <laughs> he's, he's a shitty dad. Man, do I see his oldest sword? Yes, it would be laying on the ground next to her body. Mm. Do I kill my dad? (laughs) This is horrible. I gave up my humanity for you. What are you? Are you ungrateful? What, What do you mean you gave it up for me? Well, back when I had a soul, I traded my companions and my own humanity to make a deal with Nox. And now, 
I'm a vampire who can't even feed when he wants to. <sighs> you sold us out to the rude mechanicals. The Shadow Guard used to be used to be strong. We used to be feared. Nox, Nox and his crew. It it, it was. These were names that struck fear in the hearts of all. Where's Where's Knox? Knox will be here soon. God, I'm addicted to this voice. <laughs> I hate it. I love it so much. I can't wait for Ray to encounter this voice. <laughs> <laughs> also, like to stress that today is Katie's dad's birthday. Yeah, no, <laughs> oh, the wrong one here. <laughs> This is a shitty dad. He's like, <laughs> I. This is not the you know Danny Payne that Sarah remembers. So she's like struggling right now. There's no sign of Davin. You can read a bad situation. Yeah, I would like to read a bad situation. This is a bad situation. <laughs> God. Damn it, I can't roll for shit today. I'm going to level up before I even get anywhere. That's a six. (laughs) I'm very emotionally torn here. Yeah, then um, you feel a dark presence in yourself. And you feel that drive, uh, that poor impulse control. I knew it. I knew it. You feel yourself compelled to reach for the sword, though you know it will cause you pain, and strike your father here. Yeah, I was thinking I would do that anyway. That's horrible. You do get to mark experience if you do what your dark powers need you to do here. Yeah, I'm going to attack him. I'm going to go with it. You grab Isolde's sword off the ground, and you take one harm, ignore armor as... You feel the holy power of this weapon course through your arm and just sear pain straight into your bones. Um, And roll kicks a mass. (laughs) I don't I'm not saying I want to, but is this a situation where I could use the big whammy? Like when you tell me to kick some ass or do I have to choose that first? No, I'm giving you. This is part I'm giving of you sort of a combination between poor impulse control and greed for power. That's okay. one of your other tags. Yeah. Um, the power inside you wants to wield the power of this sword. Okay. I just haven't used Big Whammy yet, so I was just checking. Okay, I changed dice, and that was a good choice. It's a nine. Could plus. have been worse. It's a nine. <laughs> I wish it was plus more. There's two fours plus one. Okay, so you're going to do harm to one another here. You swipe for his neck. You're going to behead this beast that your father has become. You strike at him, and it certainly harms him, but as you your sword passes through his flesh, you can see pieces of him start to come off and drop to the floor, and along the ground... There are these huge, filthy, pestilent rats that are just moving through your feet, Mm. between and around your feet. These rats behind you crawl on top of one another as your father once again forms, and he bites into your neck for three harm. Her dad just bit into her neck? Yes. 
That's gross. Yeah, I'm one away from dying. Wow. And with that, we'll go to the other two. All that harm within one short scene. We rolled bad. Yep. This game can be brutal if I'm not going easy on you. If you're I'm alone. To, I'm gonna I'm about <laughs> to become you're Steven. Alone, <laughs> fighting a powerful vampire. I'm gonna retire Sarah because she's dead and become Steven the chicken tender boy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. You no, know, Steven's my backup plan. Make it grow, bro. <laughs> Steven, the chosen one. Uh, okay, so Ray Ray, you find a place to park the Ray van. Yeah, how, how, how am I on that side? You are perfectly in the lines, Ray Ray. Nailed it. Excellent work. Maybe we don't need Sarah to drive us around all the time. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say all that now. What, what do we see as I step out the back of this van? I was... Definitely about to have like a 30 minute conversation with Ray Ray about parking. <laughs> I have to stop myself. <laughs> you see a cemetery. Um, it's dark and spooky. And you see in the distance the Phillips Mausoleum. It's pretty impressive compared to the other tombstones in the park. There, I mean, there are some other big ones, but it's one of the largest. Has a onion shaped dome on top. It's dark stone has two white pillars surrounding the threshold there seems to be someone standing in between you and the dang old thing mausoleum. and the mausoleum thank you <laughs> i'm gonna head that direction looking out for danger uh yeah as you approach you see Devin. is it dark out now yeah oh it's yeah it's super it's dark. like nighttime okay you know it was dark when sarah arrived but it the sun had uh was just sort of like purple in the distance but now it's fully night there are lights in it's like you know this is a public cemetery yeah. so there are some lights and things but um but yeah you see as you approach this figure between you and the mausoleum you see that it is davin and he's wearing sort of a detective get up a fedora a coat it is good to see you again detective gerber although i'm sorry it is under such dreadful circumstances i'm sorry is as well for what we'll have to get into later, but if you still want help messing up Bottom and Quince's operation, then uh, you'd better hurry over here to the mausoleum. It's it's almost time. Have have you seen Sarah? I see her motorcycle, but I suppose she didn't wait for us. No, she's she's inside, and look, I don't really have any reason to be any friendlier to you than I have, but yeah, she might need your help. I... Take off running towards the mausoleum, just passing Detective Gerber. Uh, there's a ghost sitting on a tree stump who's facing the mausoleum, writing in a notebook. Yeah, I, he said she needed help, so I passed through, passed the spirit. I, I don't have time. Makes sense. Yeah, Ray's just, Ray's just running. You both run in and you enter the mausoleum and you see two figures with their back to you you see a vampire biting down into the neck of Sarah Payne. And? Oh, and you see a corpse on the ground yeah, who seems to be Isolde. Sarah! Ray, stop him. Ray, you shapeshifter. Awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just quickly hop down to check Isolde's pulse. Uh, there is none. <coughs> so you do this. You crouch down to check Isolde's pulse as, uh, as Raymond begins to transform without any water, without any wetness. Uh, there's, It's not even a typical humid Florida evening. He transforms into his gator form, his 
clothing sort of ripping and tearing as he does this. And Blue Blood, this vampire, face it turns to face. I guess Ray Ray, you would recognize you would recognize Daniel, would you not? Not with his face in her neck, but no. But when he turns, yeah, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm thinking that clearly. Sure, but I mean, probably once I get a good look at him. But I'm literally. He also looks different. Transforming and dropping a cool line. <laughs> sure, sure. sure. Hey, sorry. Yeah, he turns to look at you with his fangs wet with fresh blood, and gives you sort of like a hiss, like ah. I would like to grab him by the head and bite into his neck. As I'm saying, <laughs> as I'm saying, mine hurts worse. All right, roll kick some ass. <laughs> gonna eat this guy. You're gonna king shark him. <laughs> oh, yes, I am. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a 14. Wow. Okay. So choose your, choose your advanced um, success here. Swallow. <laughs> Swallow. <laughs> I actually think it would be smart for me to suffer no harm at all right now that's probably (laughs) fair yeah Uh, so that's four harm ignore armor amazing so you bite into him with such a ferocity that he decides to not even uh try you feel squirming under your bite in a way that things don't usually squirm under your jaws and parts of him start to fall off and rats scurry away as um as he becomes himself again as far away in this mausoleum as he can possibly be from you and he picks up his sword once again with this wound in his uh neck and shoulder well he picks up his sword yeah and actually pick up his pick up a sword is a little bit of a misnomer he doesn't have his sword anymore and shadows sort of form in his hand and they come together in the shape of a blade and then he is uh, suddenly holding his sword in his hand. I guess Ray oh, oh this is actually kind of poetic uh, Ray spits out a rat Nice! <laughs> nice! <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you see that like part of his foot had been missing but that rat scurries over <laughs> and goes into his foot. Gross Where's the Zelda's sword? Uh, Zelda's sword is on the ground near Sarah because she she dropped it uh, when she was bit. I pick it up and I point it in a kind of archaic sword stance. With his 70s suit on and everything. Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Come at me. I'm going to try to like, stand in between him and Sarah with the sword pointed. Uh, like, holding it so it's flat, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. Pointed at like, him. Almost yeah. like a fencing stance, more so than... Almost, a, yeah, almost a fencing stance. Awesome. So, yeah, you've got Ray Ray looking angry, and um, in his in his gator form, uh, you've got Payne sort of kneeling on the ground, clutching her bleeding neck, and you have Ari pointing his sword in this um, sort of off-kilter stance, uh, all facing off against... Uh, blue blood here in the corner of the room and you hear a voice from the threshold from sort of off to all of your left and detective gerber says come on blue blood you ought to stop toying with him you know Knox will be here soon i fucking knew it daniel you let them take you what would loretta think 
Daniel might have cared what Loretta thought, but that's not me anymore, Ari. Why don't you tell Sarah here how you helped make it all happen? I don't know if you just got me swallowing. I don't know if that went through. But <laughs> <laughs> I just did a big swallow. <laughs> um, <laughs> in real life, but also in character, I guess. I don't remember this, right? No. You remember from your dark past move yeah. a long time ago that you might have had something to do with it? But I don't know the details. But you don't know the details. Those memories, they were taken from me, Daniel. Well, I guess that's pretty typical of people in your line of work. At least I still stand in the light. I'm surprised that uh, that you still buy into the dogma, Ari. Look, we're on the same side here. As soon as Knox get, gets back, we only have one option. We've become so weak that we've got a strike now. We're going to the cement factory, and we're we're going we're going to attack while we still can. Right. Lower the sword. That is actually rather fortuitous for us. <laughs> we actually came here to Tallahassee to do the same thing. But if you'd like to do it for us, that is actually quite helpful. This is Davin now. We could use all the help we can get. Uh, we aren't strong after the last battle at the cement factory. But we believe we can be more successful now that we know a little bit more about the area. He kind of looks back behind his shoulder and he says, follow us or don't, but Blue Blood, it's time to go. I just want to pull down my turtleneck and expose the two bite marks on my neck in an attempt for him to do the same back. I just want to confirm that he's a vampire. He moves the collar of his trench coat and you can see two marks in his own neck. Daniel, if you ever cared for your daughter, help me get her back on her feet. She is an asset in this fight that you do not want to give up on. Hmm. Roll manipulate someone. Sure. I was about to say, I don't Figured want that to happen. <laughs> I mean, Ray's picking her up. No one's touching. Y'all ain't touching her. Sure. Uh, plus zero. That is a six. So rats begin to drop off of Blue Blood's face and body. And... Before he loses the full shape of his of his mouth, you hear him say, follow us or don't. And then a swarm of rats scurry out the door. And Davin, with kind of a sad look in his face, uh, turns and leaves. I guess he can't turn into rats yet. I wonder what level you <laughs> unlock that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to immediately drop the sword and go to heal. Sarah. Okay, so yeah, uh, roll, <laughs> roll plus weird. Is that right? You're using uh, yeah, magic. So this is this might sting. You oh, can use, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You can gotcha. use magic to heal three harm, but the process is exceptionally painful. Oh, great. So roll I plus, will. roll plus weird. Use magic. That is much better. That is nine on the dice plus two is eleven. She got bit on the neck, right? Yep. And my hands are probably all. Red and crusty. Yeah, I think before I even get to you, my hands start to glow green from within, and I just press my fingers into the wounds on your neck, and it is excruciatingly painful for you, I think. Maybe exterior shot of the mausoleum of just screaming. Yep. And <laughs> Definitely making the green noises. <laughs> comes out of the mausoleum from outside, from within me, and it heals you for three harm. When you take your fingers out of her neck, 
even though Ari didn't draw the rune, there's a faint outline of the healing rune on your neck. Uh, but where the bite marks were and Ari's fingers, there are two kind of large uh, circles, uh, dots, if you will, that will always be scarred there. (laughs) But it doesn't say that you stabilize, so... No, she just heals three harm. On a seven to nine, it leaves an early scar. But I rolled an 11, so... Now I I have to grow my hair. Sarah, there there is no time to waste, Sarah. Get on your feet. Yeah, I I think Sarah's probably like, sniffling like a sad little girl <laughs> she's just <laughs> quickly hey Ari how about you back the fuck up I'm gonna pick up the sword and leave bye towards the passage I'm not dealing with that wow you are right Sarah I know that was rough I just give a tiny little nod come on Wesco I got you no when we get out of the mausoleum can I say to Ray <laughs> did, did you see that ghost <laughs> Wait, what ghost? The ghost is still there when you get out of the mausoleum. You have no head. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you have a head? The, the ghost shrugs in kind of like a what gives kind of <laughs> kind of expression. This is the new best character. <laughs> do you do you think he could be helpful or something? <laughs> So we're I so right now our like situation is we're we're looking at a passage that we're supposed to follow them through. No, no, I said I was heading towards the passage. Can I take our motorcycle like I did in episode three? Like steal it? Yeah. Do you have keys to it? <laughs> no, I don't think I had keys to her cruiser either. Oh sure, sure. I still stole it. Sure. Uh, yeah. That's well, then let's rude. go. I, I. It's honestly because I want to take the motorcycle through the passage into Bottom's house. Sure. With my sure. sword, with the sword on my back, it seems Ari's on a vengeance thing. Yeah. How? So yeah. Do you hotwire the car, or do you like sneak her keys away from her? What? What? How? Or do you have some That's magical true. means of starting? Maybe. Your car? How about when I healed her, I took her keys. Okay. Roll act under pressure. Okay. That is a seven. That is, yeah, seven on the dice. I don't have any cool. Sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Um, this is PvP, so it's complicated. Um, so I'm going to say with a seven, I will let Katie decide if you were able to take her keys or not. I think Sarah was in such emotional distress that she probably didn't notice. And physical. I mean, you only had one health left. Yeah, I probably didn't notice. Yeah, when when Ray Ray and Sarah get out to where the cars were parked, the motorcycle is gone. And Sarah, your vision is periodically blurring and sometimes going dark. And sometimes your vision, when you blink, your vision is... When you blink and open your eyes, your vision is completely black and you just see these two orange-red goat-like eyes hanging in the air in front of you. And then you blink again and you can see the cemetery around you once more. But yeah, but you, Ray Ray kind of helps you get to the van. Uh, How pressed for time are we right now? Like in-game? It depends. I mean, you know that the vampires just left to attack the cement factory. I mean, Ray Ray knows that the rude mechanicals have been causing trouble all around town. Um, 
you know, they did what they did to Carl Wilbanks. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can attempt to stabilize her. Yeah, I was, was going to stabilize her. You'll get to the cement factory later than you would if you didn't, but it might be worth it because if she takes yeah. any more harm, was, she's... I've got a first aid kit in the van, so I was just going to gonna use medic on her just because i've done i've done it to ra for the same exact wound too with a first aid kit i mean you could you could stabilize her without rolling it would just take some time but with medic you could probably heal more yeah i can i can heal i can heal her and stabilize her or i can heal her or stabilize her depending on the roll do you transform back into your human self? I'm getting good enough now. I I think I established already that I got better at transforming out sooner yeah. than I figured out how I could turn into it. So now that cool. I've gotten to a point where I can transform in, I'm pretty good at like getting myself out of it. Awesome. So yeah, you can roll medic. Yeah. So I'm gonna roll medic, and I'm just gonna Is that use... plus cool. And that is an eight. So I will choose to stabilize her. Cool. Uh, what? Yeah. What are you patching up here? Uh, her neck wound. That's what I had to do with Ari when he got bit. That's, yeah. That's yeah. when I first used medic was on Ari when he got bit by a vampire. Yeah. You see that even where the healing rune is scarred into her skin and the even darker fang holes are scarred into her skin. Uh, there are still open uh, parts of the wound, and you're able to patch that up, and Sarah, you're stabilized. Cool. And this is rough, but I'll, I'll probably also take out, like, the cigarette lighter from the from the bus and, like, uh, all right, bite down. This is going to suck. This is a dumb question. I love these. I love it. Those are my favorite kind. <laughs> Since I changed playbooks, I don't still have advanced anything, right? Nope. Right. Me neither. Sure. Feels bad, it. man. It's a fresh start. I'm just making sure. Would Ray then drive the van? Yeah, I guess I'd be driving. Cool. Ray gets in the driver's seat for once, and, well, I guess you drove over here, but, uh, you know, with Payne, Payne's not usually the one getting chauffeured. And, yeah, Sarah, what, you, like, gra- I guess grabs her knees in the passenger seat. I imagine there's a lot going through her mind at this point. Yeah. I think that Sarah had this hopeful image of being reunited with her dad, and it would be like when he was her dad. It wouldn't be he's a vampire and doesn't give a shit about her. It would be him being excited to see her, not, you know. Biting her neck. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think she feels dumb. His humanity is more or less gone at this point. Yeah, so it's almost like he died twice because she got her hopes up and then... Turns out he might as well have died. And this is worse, let me tell you. As Ray Ray drives the van, you look down and you see a duffel bag that you had taken from the laundromat, from the van at the laundromat uh, just a day ago, or a few days, I don't know. (laughs) And you feel it calling to you, and you hear the devil in your head say... Sarah, take a wild bite. It will grow your power and make you more ready to face what lies ahead. One of your dark side tags is greed for power. 
I have a feeling that I'm if I take this wild bite, Ray Ray's gonna be like trying to get it out of my mouth like a dog with a bigger dog. What's it about? Spit it out. Get out. What's that? What's that? <laughs> Squeezing the sides of your mouth. Uh-huh. Spit it out. Put his hand in there. Okay, so if I give in, I mark experience, right? Yes. You know you want that sweet XP. Well, I'm one away from leveling up, so this would level me up. Also, if you don't give in, it takes your, it takes your powers away, which is insane. <laughs> yeah. Which is amazing. I think I want to take Hex, so I would like to level up and take Hex. Cool. Okay. All right. What do I have to do? I've forgotten how to play this game. Eat it, and then roll here. Okay, there we go. I was like, do I mark experience first? Do I level up first? Or do I eat it first? So you mark experience for giving in. So yes, you will level up, and you said you're taking the hex move? Yes. Excuse me? Yes. Why are you taking one of my moves? No, no, there's a spooky move called (laughs) called the hex. Okay, I was like, wait... When you cast a spell with use magic, or I guess telekinesis in her case, as well as the normal effects, you may pick from the following. The target contracts a disease. The target immediately suffers harm. uh, It can suffer two harm that way. Or the target breaks something precious or important. Damn, Mm -hmm. your moves are convoluted as shit, and that's awesome. Mm -hmm. All right, let me erase my experience. I'm sure I'll level up in another ten minutes or so. (laughs) Rolling plus weird. Ooh, that is a 12. <laughs> I can't map. Ooh, shit. Let me make sure. Yes, that's a 12. When you eat... Oh, yeah, but you've taken three of these before, so you're now addicted. Good luck. Oh, no. <laughs> you rolled a 12? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you choose one benefit and roll twice on the wild effect table. So choose your benefit first. I'm just going to heal two for now. So you heal two and roll twice on the wild effect table. Which is rolling plus weird. Big money, big money. Yeah, baby. <laughs> it's snake eyes on the dice, so it's a five <laughs> total. So I take one arm. <laughs> you back. take one arm. <laughs> some bullshit. Nice. Roll again, roll going, again. Going through some crazy high right now. Here we go. Oh, God, Farkle. <laughs> that is a nine. <laughs> Your mouth is replaced by that of a fake creature? What the what? fuck does that mean? <laughs> this is not a good time. <laughs> Ray's about to kick your ass out of the van. <laughs> I don't know this list. I don't think I've looked at it. So you take this candy and uh, you're chewing on it or whatever you do with candy and um, you heal for two harm, but then you it, it, it injures you um, I bite my lip trying to <laughs> chew this candy. I think Forgot it's like psychic eat. damage, you know, like it's like yeah. magical um, energy, just not meshing with your devil powers and your humanity. And then as you chew, you feel a strange tingling in your mouth. And um, <laughs> uh, let's see, you feel your lips begin to grow. you reach up reflexively and kind of grab and feel that your mouth has become very firm and very hard 
And Ray Ray looks over and sees that you have a, um, like a duck bill. And <laughs> My Zeus the goose? I want to be Zeus the goose. And when you open your bill, uh, your beak, so to speak, there are small razor sharp teeth inside this this mouth on your human, mm. otherwise human face. And I look at Ray Ray and I say, Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> fuck is happening (laughs) 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 they slams on the brakes to stop the car and get the fuck out of it (laughs) you can still speak (laughs) it's a joke (laughs) (laughs) this is the worst thing that could happen to me I don't want to be Zeus the goose. Now, can I bite people? <laughs> I mean, you could try it. You, Ray Ray is there if you want to try to bite him. <laughs> I'm not going to bite no, Ray Ray. Ray slammed on the brakes of the van and is now leaving the van. <laughs> we just had a good moment and now he's abandoning me. Ray Ray, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, the fuck it ain't. <laughs> I... I have poor impulse control. This thing inside me tells me what to do, and I have to do it. What did you do? I You watched me eat a wild bite. He had his eyes on the road, <laughs> like a good driver. <laughs> you ain't one of those stupid fucking things right now. Right now, Sarah? Yeah. You think now's the fucking time? <laughs> Get back in the van. Hello. Sarah's just been yelled at by her big brother, so she's just a sad duck now. When you say that's not quacktastic, <laughs> just kidding. Please don't ever say that. <laughs> We're getting to the fucking factory. We're no, figuring sorry, out this shit Ray. with your dad, and then I'm done with this bullshit after this. Oh, Whoa. no. <laughs> sorry. That was such a funny response. With that, we'll move to Ari. Where did you go? What do you do? You're riding on a motorcycle with a fucking sword. I am currently in possession of Sarah's motorcycle with a sword. It is, uh, I think the blade is kind of down the back of my jacket. Did you also take the cross? No, I wanted to, and I forgot after I said it to you after we recorded that uh, I should have taken the cross, but... I mean, you could take the cross. Yes, then with the cross... we're in we're in an imaginary, you know, headspace. It's not like I think if Ari would have seen the cross, he would have taken the cross. I agree. He's super religious. Um, he loves Jesus. He does. Jesus is his patron. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I am going to head towards the passage that I was recently at, where I saw the red cap that leads to the cement factory. Yeah. And I'm going to try to drive this motorcycle directly through that passage and into the cement factory. You actually don't feel any resistance. Um, You drive straight towards the passage, and you don't feel any kind of magic barring your entry to it. Okay, it's still there, though. I didn't just, like, crash into the wall. No, yeah, you drive into this bush, and you find yourself momentarily driving a fucking motorcycle through the Mm -hmm. wild, Um, exotic plants kind of whipping against you, um, as you uh, drive full speed, and you come out the other side, 
and skid to a halt on the lawn just outside of the cement factory. I guess this would actually be the parking lot, kind of, um, although it is fairly overgrown. <laughs> is there anyone around? Uh, you hear immediately um, the sounds of combat, mostly from inside the factory. You see coming out of a doorway, slumping towards you, is a strange figure that you don't recognize. You feel fey magic working against your memory. You see a short but brutish figure with red eyes, gray stony skin, and sharp teeth, uh, who's wearing a woolen cap that looks to be uh, freshly dyed with red. This is not... This is Sanguine, right? Not that I remember who Sanguine is, but... I just the saw them like a minute yeah, ago. Yeah, the player cap, this is Sanguine, the red cap, but Ari feels his fey uh, power working against him. If you want to use your hex ability to resist that spell, you certainly can. I would love to. That would be great. That is six on the dice, plus two is eight. Um, on what? an eight, since you don't have it in front of you, Thank you. I take one harm as the strain of dismissing the magic unravels me. Indeed. I don't have a pencil. What do you look like when you cast this? Your eyes glow? What what happens? Uh, it is the runic scars around mm-hmm. the body that uh, kind of ignite with that soft green, but I think I've kept it in the body part that I'm kind of using. So sure. if he's affecting my mind, then it's the one like around my eyes and the sides of my head and stuff. Nice. You have visible scars like on your face and stuff? I mean, I have the vampire bites on my neck. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They're just like in the sense of not so much scars, but these little like runes all over, you know. They glow and appear when you use them, but not mm-hmm. all of them are completely visible when you're not. Just the big ones. And yeah, so you take one harm as Sanguine the Red Cap approaches you, brandishing his poleaxe. And uh, he looks at you and he says, um, I knew I smelled you, Ari. Ever since I heard you left the FAE, I've wanted to get my claws on you. And he starts to run towards you, ready to attack. Am I still driving the motorcycle? Uh, yeah, sure. I want to, like, stop in that cool way where you skid stop, and I want to hit him with the sidecar. <laughs> roll act under pressure. Is this a just another day roll act under pressure? Is it because of a monster? Hold on. Yeah, right? What's my move? Yeah. How's that work? Yeah, I feel like... When you have to act under pressure due to a monster phenomenon or mystical effect. Mystical effect. Totally. Yeah, yeah, that works for me. Sanguine is a monster. That is a five on the dice. Plus two is a seven. Okay. So a mixed success. So you, you're trying to accomplish hitting him with the motorcycle, correct? Yeah, I want to... Skid to a stop, hitting him with the sidecar of the motorcycle. So you do this. You skid to a stop, you hit him with the sidecar, um, and he kind of, he flies a certain distance. Um, and you see that he's already wounded, um, and he's going to take even more harm here as he gets hit. And his, you see that his hat flies off of his body and lays, um, and lands with a wet splat on the ground. Ugh and get some, uh, what you now remember, is blood uh, smeared on the on the pavement. And you see that he immediately begins to kind of scramble towards his hat. Um, but you have been pinned under the motorcycle as it uh, skids and then turns over 
and uh, your leg is kind of stuck under the bike here. Oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, I'm going to try my best to just uh, get myself out of the situation uh, just by trying to squeeze out or lift up and squeeze out whatever is applicable. Sure, yeah. Um, Yeah, you can definitely do that. I won't make you roll here, Um, but it just takes some time. And by the time you get back up on your feet, you see that Sanguine is once again wearing his cap and once again ready to fight you. Shouldn't you be focusing your attention on the vampires? Ha! Uh, I think uh, what's happening in there is uh, a little bit above my pay grade. I'm headed back to the wild. I'm ready to find a new, new employment, if that makes any sense. But you, I've got a bone to pick with you. I don't remember why, but I am not an agent anymore. I will let you go through the passage. I won't stand in your way. <laughs> I I bet you'd like that, but like I said, I've been trying to I've been trying to fight you for a long time, and then he starts to run at you with his poleaxe again. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna try to trap him in place. Okay, roll to use magic. I'm going to pull the sword out and jam it into the ground in front of me, and start to pulse this green magic through the sword into the ground. Nice. That is a failure. (laughs) That is four on the dice. Plus two is six. I have leveled up. Nice. Okay. What are you going to take with your level? Do you know? I do know I'm going to take the hex move burn everything, which is a enhanced combat magic that I'm sure we will see shortly what it does. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, So you jam this sword into the ground and... Instead of it slowing him down and grabbing him to stop him, it's uh, somehow you've never really interacted with holy magic before, at -hmm. least not not at length. So you just misunderstand the way this magic weaves itself. And uh, yeah, you basically make the opposite effect happen. And Sanguine flings himself at you with now increased speed and, uh, you know, like a part of the pavement sort of cracks uh even farther than it already is and launches up in the air like it's uh springboarding sanguine up and he's going to hit you with his poleaxe for three harm oh that's good i am immensely unstable and uh, i think we can go to the other two with that oh no (laughs) that's so rude (laughs) yeah ray ray you approach you approach the cement factory in the ray van if you remember, the entrance from the street um, is sort of a long driveway that goes up a, a, a big hill. And at the top of the hill, there's sort of a circle of, um, of trees and shrubbery and just um, kind of unkempt foliage that surrounds the factory. Uh, once you guys get in there, you see the front entrance. You don't see Ari because he's in the back of the factory where the passage led. Well, we're here. <laughs> What now? I'm I'm not really sure. Do you? I have my dad's sword in the back. Do you want to use it? I no. hear it's good at <laughs> stabbing vampires. I mean, we can take it just in case. I don't. Do you, Do you mind holding it? Cause I I can't touch it. Yeah. Come on, Ray. Yeah. I'm sorry. We'll talk about it later, Sarah. Let's 
Let's get this taken care of. I want to go home. All right, can I use hunches? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's try not to kill Ari. Because <laughs> I know he should already be here because this is where he was. Right, right, right. And the fact that we don't see him makes me think that something's gone wrong. Like maybe he also has a duck bill on his face. <laughs> um, that's an eleven. Oh, you saying sorry to Ray with your with your goose mouth? <laughs> your Zeus the goose mouth. That's the saddest face that I could muster with a goose bill. Uh, yeah. So with an eleven, you knew where you needed to go just in time to get there. That's good. I'm dying. You definitely hear the sounds of combat coming from inside the cement factory. But you also hear in your head, Sarah, because you did what I asked and took the wild bite, I'm going to do you a solid. <laughs> I love this guy. You're going to unduck me? Ew. Grab Raymond and I will bring you to Ari. He is in danger. Oh, God. Ray Ray will never forgive me. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I have a good idea to handle this guy myself. You don't have to do it. Well, since this is my move and not being forced upon me, I don't lose my powers for not taking it, right? Oh, yeah, correct. Yeah, the only time you could lose your powers is if I try to evoke one of your tags and you resist it. Will Ari really be okay? <laughs> For what it's Ray, worth, I... I think he'll probably be fine. <laughs> <laughs> the devil's my new favorite side character. <laughs> it's really funny, quite often. I have a hunch that Ari's in trouble, but he can figure it out. Oh, right? <laughs> this is good. This is good radio. <laughs> I'm trying. Do you do you think we should just go inside? I don't know what we're doing here, Sarah. We're, you know what we're doing. We're trying to stop this operation. I can promise you Ari's in trouble. Ari's always in trouble. That's a good point. Guess let's just get in and see see what's happening in there. Should we, like, read a bad situation or something? <laughs> uh, you can. Mm. Do you want to read a bad situation or you want me to? Me? <laughs> no, Ryan. <laughs> Ray Ray's not doing much. He's very stubborn right now. I was debating. I guess I'll read a bad situation. That's smarter than what I was going to do. <laughs> I'm really just imagining you two sitting in the Ray van with like a battle going on through the window behind you as you're just like <laughs> well, pontificating. Uh, I'll read a bad situation. Just like a dead vampire gets thrown up against the van, <laughs> shaking it. I have a duck bill, man. I don't know what you expect. I got a seven. Um, okay, on a seven, hold one. Um, what's the biggest threat? Like that. I like that one more. You see a humanoid figure f- fly from the front doors of the factory, and they roll on the ground. And you see briefly what knocked them so high in the air. You see an arm, uh, a massive arm that looks like it's been it's that looks like it's made of pieced together trash and sewage and um, razor sharp things are sticking out of it. Uh, 
bits of bone and broken glass. It's a very familiar sight to you at this point. Good But then it disappears back into the atrium of the cement factory. Well, uh, do I see the figure that got thrown? Yeah, you see now that uh, she's kind of getting up off of the ground. Um, She's sort of recovering. She's wearing the garb of the Shadow Guard. You see that it's Carrie, the vampire that you saw in Sears weeks ago. Well, Ray's gonna keep on a-driving. Away. (laughs) Yeah, let's just go back to the retreat. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's nowhere else to drive. You're kind of in the parking lot that's right in front of the cement factory. So it's kind of either park and get out or turn around and go. I want to leave the van not in the parking lot. Can't lose another company vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) So you park where? At the bottom of the hill? Carrie keep trying. Yeah, that's fine. She doesn't even probably even notice, uh, or at least doesn't care enough to figure out who's in the van. Yeah, I'm going to like drive drive a ways away till I see like somewhere semi safe I could leave the van and walking somewhat walking distance through the woods. Sure. So you guys go back to Sarah, do you go in? Do you go with Ray Ray to go park the car? Or do you go in by yourself? Sarah's kind of freaked out. All three of us alone going through this sounds fun. I'm sure we'll be split up eventually. But for now, I will go with Ray Ray. Cool. So you guys go to park the car and we'll go back to Ari. Um, Ari, you have Sanguine um, uh, swinging back his poleaxe to take another shot at you. Uh, what do you do? I'm going to try to dodge out of the way. Just roll under the swinging okay. glaive poleaxe. Pole uh, act under pressure and this is definitely because of a monster. Day. Oh, thank God. That's 10 on the dice. Plus 2 is 12. He swings his poleaxe, he brings it down, and it sticks into the ground, um, and you dodge out of the way. I'm going to pluck the sword that I stuck in the ground out, and I will give you one more chance to leave. I don't want to hurt you. Uh, not a chance, Green. He, p- he picks his poleaxe back up and starts to run back towards you. I'm going to pull some green magic from my arms into my hands and into the sword, and I'm going to cut a rune into the sky and use my burn everything move. All right. Uh, did you read the text of that earlier? I don't I think have you did. not. When you use magic to inflict harm, you can choose to inflict three harm, area, magic, obvious, or three harm, ignore armor, magic, obvious. Cool. So I'm going to inflict three harm, ignore armor, magic, obvious. Okay. And I'm going to roll weird. Do it. Good luck. Uh, that is six on the dice. Plus two is eight. Choose a glitch. I We haven't done it in a while, and I'm going to say problematic side effect. Fun. It's been a long time. It's like a reunion. Here's the precedence we're setting with your sword here. I used it like a piece of chalk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but what I'm saying is like, so to use burn everything, is this the sword that you're using? Do you need the sword now to to do burn everything? Because uh, we still need to make sure the magic works in our in our fiction. Yeah. Okay. So maybe burn everything is a mix of the holy magic and my magic. 
Yeah, I like that. That's why it's so strong. It's like uh, when you charged up Link's sword in the old Zelda games, and you right. can shoot that laser blast. Cool. Yes. I'm into yeah, so it. Sorry, Zelda. This is mine now. That's not your problematic side effect. I just wanted to get that out of the way. No, that's good. Good lore. Sarah has her own sword, and Ray Ray clearly doesn't want a sword, so I don't think you're taking it from anybody else. Um, problematic side effect, though. I'm going to say this is going to be such a force that you've never wielded before. It's going to blow you back, and uh, you're going to land sort of in the threshold of the passage to where you're now like in between the overgrown and the wild, uh, you see sort of plants growing and writhing around you. Um, and, uh, but yeah, a blast of, of magical, uh, force comes out of this sword and hits the red cap. And for, you said for three harm, ignore armor, three harm, ignore armor, magic, obvious. <laughs> green light everywhere when you land in this passage in this threshold um you see as soon as this magical green light dissipates uh there is the form of sanguine who is coming back at you and he's gonna slash you again with his pole axe uh for three harm and this time it is going to stick in your shoulder as he tries to pin you to the ground i'm i'm dead you're dead. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's one past all my bars. All right. Are you going to expend a luck? Yeah, I am. I am going to have to. You told me you wouldn't die. I chose not <laughs> to. <laughs> you I, I, I saw the opportunity here where I might be able to get him into the passage and then get out and close it. Yeah. So that is what I'm going to try to do here. If I'm negating the harm of his attack here, I want to try to, like, get out of the way of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now my luck move, my backlash on my spells are extra nasty. Yeah, so I think this is a great opportunity. I think that these writhing um, vines and plants around you uh, reach out. They shoot out sort of like... um you know, almost like rapidly they fire at Sanguine and they wrap around his limbs and they keep him from, uh, they stop his poleaxe just short of piercing into your chest. And um, he stopped there barely in front of you. What do you do? I need to try to force him into the passage and then try to force this passage closed, trapping him in the wild. Okay. That is the goal. Yeah, that sounds like that's a, probably an act under pressure and then use magic combo because you're trying to bar a place, essentially. Uh, yeah, or a force of will. Uh, Dispel the magic. The long last, long, yeah. Yeah, we've established that you can open passages, so I think it's pretty uh, realistic that you could be able to close them, potentially, especially since you're exploring a lot of new territory here. I tore one open. Maybe I can force one close. Yeah. Why don't you roll act under pressure followed by, uh, is, is your, um, it's just, yeah, it's weird. Is it also weird? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let's do that then. Okay. Act under pressure. That is a 10 on the dice plus two. Okay. Explain to me how you get past him back into the overgrown. Do I currently have the sword or did I drop it when I blew backwards? Uh, it, it's pro it probably fell out of your hand. It's probably on the ground in the parking lot. Okay, okay. Just 
So we're like halfway in the passage. Is that what it is? Or is he out and I'm halfway in? How far did he get? You're both sort of in the threshold. Like if you move an inch, you will be uh, drawn into the wild. It's you, you are even starting to see leaves kind of swirl around you, kind of beckoning you in. Sanguine is in front of you, between you and the overgrown, essentially. Okay. I'm just going to um, push my way through these vines past Sanguine, who seems to be a bit more trapped than I am in this case. Maybe even, is he, he's wrapped, right? Uh, yeah, they're kind of, the vines are sort of have wrapped their way around his limbs. So I'm just going to push past him, navigating these vines, as I've done many times before, and try to force my way out into the overgrown. Yeah, you kind of navigate the space between the foliage here, and you even see it, some of it moving out of the way as you go through. It's nice that the wild is still supportive. You step out of these vines, and you turn around, and you see Sanguine trapped there, uh, being sort of pulled into the wild. What do you do? If you see Goodfellow, please tell him that I am coming for him. And I'm going to try to force of will this passage closed. All right, roll plus weird. If if you roll plus 10, you can also spend a luck to end it completely. Interesting. Okay, I'm going to roll plus weird. That is nine on the dice, plus two is 11. No, I'm totally going to do it. Two lucks back to back. I'm going to spend a luck and shut down this illegal passage for good. Describe what it looks like on your end. I think it's pulling my badge out and putting it between my two hands and just starting to pulse this green magic into the badge and then pushing it into the passage and holding it there and kind of overcharging it with the green magic, making the passage like implode almost through the badge. And I think the badge is going to get like almost burned from it. Not unusable, but like, I think it's going to damage it. Nice. For spending this luck point. Like the Infinity Gauntlet after it's been used? Uh, yeah. It's just a little, uh, cracked around the edges. Yeah, then the vines, like, continue to shoot out and wrap Sanguine and continue to pull him farther into the wild and the plants, tree roots, leaves, they all sort of continuously wrap over one another until there is no visible magic. All you see is the plants that have covered this area and uh, everything is still. Uh, the distant combat that you've deafened yourself to by being in this intense fight is now once again apparent. Uh, you're standing in an empty parking lot. I'm going to sit down for a second. I'm quite hurt. Are you going to heal yourself? Yeah, I'd like to try. I didn't know if you were going to go over to them. Uh, yeah, let's let's get that out of the way, and then we'll move over to them. Okay, yeah, I'm going to try to use whatever's left in me to heal myself here. Remember, now that you have spent a luck... Until the end of the mystery, yeah. backlash on your spells will be extra nasty. And they still don't affect me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's nothing bad if I I don't hurt myself if I fail this heal, so that's nice. Just might hurt one of you guys. That is a nine on the dice plus two. He's back. I heal three harm, though I am still unstable.
Hello, everybody. We recorded a pretty short and sweet middle tro this week because the episode's so long, but I would be remiss if I didn't add in a heartfelt Happy New Year. Thank you so much for listening in 2021, and stay tuned because we have big things in store this year. Let's go, baby. Hello, and welcome to Shrimp and Crips. Thank you for oh, listening. God. Find us on our Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Shrimp and Crips. Postcards, P.O. Box 609. I'm just going to let him run through the whole thing. You sound like you're so far away from your microphone. Introducing, Oh, I actually am. Introducing our promo for the week, $2 Creature Feature. At $2, number $2 Creature. Hey, this is Mr. Ray, and this is $2 Creature Feature. We're a Monster of the Week actual play podcast set at Severus Savardi's Traveling Fun Fair, a carnival in the 1960s. We follow the adventures of Dor. Dora's going to first check to make sure that her, her army jacket, which is tied around her waist as usual, is fully covering her gun. Oh, yeah, you take your gun out with you. Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, stop it, stop it. I'm not edible for you. <laughs> I'm basically a corpse as well, just a, 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 a cleaner one. And Sybil. So imagine uh, an ethereal tentacle sprouting from the middle of your forehead, and on the tip of that is an eye. And it's nothing like that, but it helps you. Sybil, if it's okay with you, I think maybe I won't imagine that. They solve mysteries and hunt monsters. We're released bi-weekly on Fridays on your preferred podcast host. And remember, if you see something, slay something. $2 Creature Feature is an actual play Monster of the Week podcast following the eerie adventures of the performers and employees of a traveling fair. This found family this found family finds their place in the world and fights monsters. I don't want to read the Linktree link. Has Chat with us on our channel of the Cast Junkies Discord. Bi-weekly listening parties. Great conversation. Davenart live stream. Reminder, you can now rate our show on Spotify. If you haven't already, rate and review us on the podcatcher of your choice. Remember that we release bi-weekly on Mondays, and our next episode release is January 17th. (laughs) See you next time. (laughs) Bye-bye now. Uh, Bye. kind of sitting collecting yourself in this parking lot and we'll move over to ray and sarah you have climbed the hill and you're back uh in the parking lot that surrounds the threshold into the cement factory uh is is there a tarp in the van i can cover up my face with oh my god <laughs> what <laughs> not my what? face i have a duck bill not my face the giant face on side of my van Oh, okay. Makes way more sense. Oh, oh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. You can stealth mode. You mean stealth mode?
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or we put a tarp over just, it. Just some safety tarps. Just So, Ray Ray, you cover your face with a tarp <laughs> uh, <laughs> on the van. And then you guys climb up to the cement factory. What do you do? While we're at it, I'll probably take a dip somewhere along the way. There was a river last time you were here there that you a, dipped in. There was a river outside the factory last time, I believe, yeah. A little creek. Well, and you can transform now. Yeah, you're pretty pissed. Yeah, but it's still... It's more of a chill experience when I just dive in some water. <laughs> but yeah, there was a creek that you jumped into when you were fighting... When you first came to the cement factory. Uh, so we can even see that say that's where the parking lot is. It's down by that creek. Uh, so yeah, you you get into your gator form... And uh, do you guys go into the factory? Hmm. We should probably sneakily. Yeah, we should probably move around stealthily. Okay. Do you have any other ideas? This is Sarah asking Ray Ray. Do you have any other ideas? Uh, I'm I'm just along for the ride here. Hmm. All we can do is go in. Last time I used the front door, I guess I can use the back this time. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Ray Ray and Sarah door. don't make good audio. <laughs> no. <laughs> Especially when Ray Ray's mad at Sarah. Well, I was debating. I'd, I'd get Sarah killed with my idea because I was <laughs> nothing. Never mind. Probably good to go through the back door. Uh, can I read a bad situation? Or actually, can I investigate a mystery? What are you doing to investigate a mystery? I'm trying to listen for where I hear movement. Sure. To go to another area. <laughs> I don't think that would be investigate a mystery. Yeah, it's whichever. You're, you're trying to listen for sat for like what are you trying to listen for? Basically, I want to see if there's an occupied area so I can go to a different entrance. I mean, you could roll read a bad and get what's my best way in, I guess. Yeah. Okay. We're, well, that's a 12. Okay. So hold three. This is definitely a bad situation. Let's see. I guess I'll do what's my best way in. Um. Yeah, I mean, the front door is wide open, but it leads straight into that big warehouse, uh, the big open warehouse room that you've been in several times before. Um, and there's a lot of sound coming in, in from there. And you already saw the arm of one of these trash golems that you've faced many yeah. times. Um, you know there's vampires in there. Um, so maybe that's not the best way in. You do remember you, you've been in the back entrance before, right? Yes. Yeah, you all, you all, went, you all, all went in the back the second time. So you mm-hmm. remember the entrance around back. Yes. Yeah. That might be the best way in, but it's really hard to tell from outside considering you don't know what's going on inside. Yeah. Um, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Um, you hear a strange sound of, magical energy and you see a flash of green coming from the other side of the building in the back parking lot back towards that entrance uh what's the best way to protect the victims i guess uh who do you view as the victims in the situation guess ari so we don't know where he is yeah i mean get to him yeah that third one was kind of a throwaway anyway in general tread carefully i guess yeah but yeah, I guess we should make our way around the back. All right. Well, then you find Ari tending to his wounds in the back parking lot by the uh, back entrance to the warehouse. Oh, good. I crashed your motorcycle into a red cap, Sarah. I'm sorry. I kind of want to punch you in the face, but I'm not going to. I'm unstable. Please don't. 
I really wish you owned anything so I could break it. <laughs> we can go shopping after this. Oh yeah, remember that Sarah has a goose bill. Oh yeah, you're, he, he doesn't even notice. <laughs> Did you change your hair? <laughs> Ari, do you... You look rough. I, I am not well. I do had you... a very cinematic fight with a red cap. <laughs> do you want me to try to heal you? If you can get me standing, that would be appreciated. <laughs> I fear we have you. a lot ahead of us. Please do not kill me. I'm gonna try not to. That's okay. very kind of you. Ray Ray, how are you? I'm here. That is appreciated. Have you, either of you seen Danny? Nope. No, but I've seen a trash column. I'm sorry? You heard me. Like the, the ones from the beach and the sky song. Mm-hmm. I know it pretty well. They're definitely in that warehouse. I couldn't imagine worse news. Could you help me lift up Sarah's motorcycle? After she either kills me or heals me, apparently. What is what is most injured on you? I got stabbed with a pole arm. Okay, well. <laughs> right, yeah, his, right, his, right here. His shirt and coat, uh, like, across, acro- like, from his hip to his uh, opposite shoulder, there's a big slash, and uh, it slashed through his shirt, and you can see that he's bleeding <laughs> across his... No, I remember why I wore the other suit. <laughs> All right, I'm going to put my hands on his shoulder, then. Good game. Okay. Roll plus cool. Here's, here goes nothing. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm just going to spend a lot because that was a five on the dice. I don't want to kill Ari this way, at least. (laughs) That's why do you keep threatening me every time? (laughs) How many luck is that for you, Sarah? Is that two total? Two total. Nice. Twinsies. The devil gains power. (laughs) So, yeah, this red lightning courses through your arms and into Ari's shoulder, and you see some of his uh, slash wound across his torso closes up and seals. Does it also do fabrics? It's still bleeding, but not quite as much. You heal two and you're stabilized. Uh, I'm at full health, baby. I've never felt better. Bray would like to take Stella and cut the sleeve off of Ari's jacket. Can you do that while he's wearing it without cutting his arm off? I feel like you could just rip to, it. You're a gator yeah, person. Well, I, I want to start the cut and then just rip it off. You know what I mean? Why? I see. Wait. Why? Wait. Why? Yeah, why? See, that's how it feels when you hurt someone else's stuff without asking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Teach him a lesson. Noted. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Very teachable moment with Ray Ray. Always. This is why you always leave a note. Uh, as sneakily as we can with a giant gator monster, uh, let's head towards that back door, sword in hand. Yeah, um, so once you get inside, the maze-like hallways of the back of the cement factory that lead to offices and such are actually empty. Uh, so you don't need to roll to sneak. Um, as you remember, there's the one hallway that leads to the warehouse, And before you get to the door that leads into that warehouse, you have the option of heading up to the catwalk. Uh, So it's up to the three of you how you enter the the warehouse here. You do see that the door ahead of you that leads onto the ground floor has magically made holes in the wall from when you were 
between a rock and a hard place, so to speak. Oh, yeah. I remember it well. Um, perhaps some of us should go on the catwalk and some of us should stay down below. Thoughts? Um, the catwalk is the most obvious. Yeah, the catwalk. <laughs> nice. So I should probably not nice. go the most obvious route. I because agree. Because I am the most obvious <laughs> being. <laughs> Okay, so Ray Ray goes downstairs. Would you like to be alone, or would you like Sarah to go with you? I'll go down myself. Okay. I'll just keep an eye up top. Okay. We will yell if we see anything. As soon as Ray Ray walks away, I'm going to take all the wild bites out of my pocket and give them to Ari. That's so dumb. <laughs> be like, take these fucking things away. Ray yelled at me, and I've I've had enough. <laughs> Ray yelled at me. <laughs> you can. Put it on my bill. And I'm going to tap her nose. <laughs> That's the worst thing you've ever said to me. I punch Ari in the face. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I punch him in the face. As you all enter the warehouse, um, the battle has been waging here for quite some time since, uh, you know, we decided to park the car instead of uh, enter the room. <laughs> but <laughs> every time my face on it. <laughs> I told so you we I don't see... want the fan here. <laughs> it's just funny. So you see uh, quite a few corpses of uh, some <laughs> of just people. You know, there are people who work for the room mechanicals. Um, you see. Uh, the bodies of vampires also. You see Nox sort of disengaging from one of the trash golems. There's two trash golems, uh, one of which was just kind of tearing through uh, groups of people. The other one was fighting Nox directly. Who Nox looks pretty injured, but the golems both turn away from the their respective combatants and start to move towards the elevator. And then they turn around and take a defensive position um, as if they have been they have been ordered to stand guard. And Nox sort of realizes realizes this and turns to look for another target. You also see Blue Blood, Daniel Payne, uh, wearing his cool mask and fighting Mia Povey. They're in sword combat uh, and they seem to be. Uh, pretty locked down on one another. They seem to be uh, a pretty even match, so to speak. Remind me who Mia Povey was? Mia Povey was the Red Rebellion leader who was, ended up, you found out later, was Daniel's apprentice mm -hmm. uh, when they were members of the Order of the Quartz Cross. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. And uh, up on the catwalk, Sarah and... Ari, you see all of this, but you also see uh, Davin Gerber. There is a small pile of ash on the ground behind him, and the dead body of uh, of Peter Quince, the leader of the Rude Mechan Mechanicals. Well, oh. there's a smoking gun in his hand. Well, well job's done here. Job, I guess job, we can... job well done. <laughs> let's let's go home. But Knox looks around. And he sees you, Sarah, and um, of course he does. And he smiles this chilling, uh, really freaky smile. 
Does it look anything like when Pennywise the clown smiles? <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> I like ear to, it is. ear to ear, unnaturally large. Um, absolutely. And he disappears into a smoky shadow that reforms behind you, and he's going to grab you and start to move his teeth towards your neck. Not on my watch. Ray Ray, a few vampires are around you, and they start to make their way towards you, viewing you as very much a threat. Okay. I'm going to use the big whammy. Fuck yeah. My favorite. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try <laughs> the big whammy here. Do you want to read the big whammy? You can use your powers to kick some ass. Roll plus weird instead of plus tough. The attack has two harm close, obvious, ignore armor. On a miss, you'll get a magical backlash. Love it. So roll plus weird. It could be worse. That is a nine. Okay, so on a mixed success for kick some ass, you do harm to each other. No, of course. <laughs> Fucking course. <laughs> She's going to taste a lot different. What do you want your big whammy to look like? I want it to be... I want it to look kind of like lay on hands, but it's like almost like Pikachu, like striking out <laughs> of me with my hands. Uh, so you feel his uh, cold, undead breath on your neck about to bite into you, and you turn around and just drive your fists into him and lightning courses through your arms and uh, red lightning that is red lightning courses through your arms and manifests into just sort of a wave or a wall and you just push him back and he is able to scratch you he doesn't get to bite you fully uh, and he scratches you for three harm Oh, Jesus um, Christ. And uh, but yeah, you throw him off of you with this lightning uh, force and you do two harm to him. Yell unlimited power. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> A Pikachu! <laughs> That's what I'm going to yell. <laughs> yes. We're going to get sued by Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo will sue us. <laughs> Nintendo will sue us before Disney will. Oh, yeah. Nintendo will sue the fuck out of me. Sarah Payne! <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> God damn it. That's funny shit. Ari, what do you do? Or Ray Ray? Is Devin Gerber up here? Yeah. I kind of step back from her exploding uh, knots here, and I'm just going to turn towards Detective Gerber. Okay. Detective Gerber, decide now, friend or foe. He looks down at his foe, his nemesis, uh, Peter Quince, the uh, who who was supposed to be unkillable, uh, supposed to be one of the chronicled. Um, and he is just uh, amazed. He did something that he didn't think was possible and he doesn't respond. He just sort of is looking down um, in shock. I wish you no harm, detective. You did what you came for. Just stay out of our way. Um, at this, he sort of looks up at you and seems to realize for the first time in um, in several minutes that he is not the only person in this room. And you see his uh, fangs form and he drops his gun. Uh, his, re his revolver hits the 
the catwalk with a clatter. He doesn't say anything. He just sort of seems to be drunk with the bliss of what just happened, but he doesn't look like he's going to be your pal. (laughs) Are you saying we could be more than friends? Ray Ray, you're being surrounded by vampires. um, One of which is Carrie. She's got her fangs out and she says to you, well, Ray, I I can't say it sucks to see you again. <laughs> Are you saying we could be more than just friends? <laughs> <laughs> we can be whatever you want us to be if you come over to my side. And she starts to step towards you with her sword in hand and her fangs out. Yeah, no thanks. I think I'm, uh, I'd like to die someday. That's such a a good thing to say to a vampire Uh, And with that she lunges at you We can make that happen right now Yeah, I guess it's time to kick some ass Uh, Yeah, roll kick some ass That's gonna be a 12 It's gonna be May Actually that's an 11, that's not a 12 I'm a liar You fucking liar (laughs) Uh, so choose your extra effect, but not an enhanced effect. I think I would like to suffer less harm. One less harm. That's fair. Um, yes, she is going to slash at you with her sword, which does two harm. Okay. Um, you're in your gator form. What kind of attack are you throwing at her? Just your claws? Or are you getting at her with Stella? Uh, that was probably just my claws, yeah. So three harm, ignore armor. One, two, three. Oh, and actually those are not, that's not ignore armor. Sorry. Oh, gotcha. My teeth are ignore armor, my claws. So you do two harm to her, gets through her chest plate, and uh, she, this time, is going to maneuver uh, behind you uh, in this combat, and she's going to move to try and bite you, uh, but I'm going to switch back to Sarah. Sarah, you've thrown Nox off of you onto the catwalk. You've now turned your back on Ari and Davin, and... You are kind of in combat with Nox. Okay, guys, I think this is one of those fights that we're supposed to lose. Is it? (laughs) I didn't get that impression at all. (laughs) It would be so nice to taste the blood of the daughter of my greatest foe. Why aren't you attacking him, then? Because he's on my team. (laughs) Why is he on your team? (laughs) I just don't get it. Vampires be vampires. <laughs> Love this fucking show for the side characters. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter how edgelord my character is. They can be a doof when I want them to Yeah, be. they're such goofy people. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to use telekinesis. Fling them away. God, that's not great. It's an eight. Uh, okay, on a seven to nine, you move it, but it hurts. Choose one option and mark two harm. Oh, fuck. So I'm going to die. God, should I use another one? Are you going to die? I'll heal you. I'm two away from dying, so taking two. But then I could suffer one less harm, but... But not do anything. But not yeah, do... that that's well, literally negates the purpose. Yeah. Well, I'm going to fall out from doing this, but I want him to catch fire. <laughs> Okay, uh, so you're going to be dying from this, basically? Wait, how does dying work at Monster of the Week? You cease to exist. Loaded question. <laughs> you die, yeah. 
if you fill your boxes, I don't think you're dead. You're just dying. You just can't do anything. It says die, you will dead on the sheet. But you will yeah. die. You will die. It's not like there's no death saving throw. So you can still, you know, you're still unstable. So you're still like in the process of dying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Should I use another luck? I can't. I can't imagine a better situation than dying or using a luck. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to use luck. Okay, okay. Sarah Payne will not be slain today. All right, nice. so I'm still one away from dying. Okay, so you fully right. succeed on telekinesis. What do you do? What are the options you choose? So two options and mark one harm. Okay, so I have one harm marked. Now I could catch him on fire and mark one less harm so that I just am not as... Indeed. Or I can hold him fast and catch him on fire. Can you eat? You want me to eat him? Let me bite him. <laughs> can I bite him with my duck bill? I forgot I had a duck bill. <laughs> that would be kick some ass. Um, <laughs> That'd be bite some ass. Bite some ass. <laughs> okay, so I... Sorry, I got myself. <laughs> you know what? I will do something is hurt, which is two harm smash, and something catches fire. Oh, shit. So he catches on fire, which he doesn't particularly care for. You do two harm <laughs> to him? <laughs> two harm. And you only... You take no harm from this? Is that what, you, what happened? No, you took no, one No, I harm, took right? one. Yeah. Cool. I took one harm. I'm one away from dying. What a roller coaster. <laughs> what a roller coaster. So Nox catches fire and you your electricity injures you and you see this invisible demon hand that only you can see uh strike Nox um and the the friction of claws against uh Nox's body uh, for some reason, makes fire and uh, <laughs> a demon fire from hell. <laughs> and Nox catches on hell. fire from Tate's hell. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, with that, we're going to go to Ari. What are you doing with Davin here in front of you? Hey, forgot I was here. Okay. You feel you feel the warmth of fire behind you, but it's not important. <laughs> I think precedent is set here that if I grab one of the handrails here, and try to trap a creature, I could make the handrails kind of wrap him. Yeah. Like, bend off their thing. I, I did it to the hose with the bear, if I remember correctly. Indeed. So I'm going to try to channel some magic into the catwalk here to bind Detective Gerber, at least for the time being. Okay, roll use magic. Is he still wearing a fedora? Yep. That's funny. Okay. And a trench coat. I was just wondering... Uh, that is six on the dice, plus two is an eight. My glitch will be... I am going to draw some immediate unwelcome attention with this green magic happening, and I guess the sound of this bending metal as it wraps around De 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 Detective Gerber's legs and arm. Yes, yes. So metal breaks off from metal as parts of the handrail glow green, and reach out to grab Gerber, stopping him in his tracks. Uh, the sound of this twisting metal attracts the attention of really everyone in the room to a certain extent. <clears throat> um, but uh, Daniel Payne looks over, and he sees that um, Knox is on fire, and he sees his daughter, and he sees 
Davin Gerber being wrapped up in metal. Um, with that, we're going to go to Ray Ray. Uh, Ray Ray, you have your uh, vampire girlfriend behind you uh, who is trying as hard as she can to bite into your neck. Okay. Question. I am wearing this sword on my back. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that doesn't affect her in any way, right? Like being around it. No, the sword doesn't have any kind of repelling ability. That's kind of what the cross is for. Yeah. Just had to check. For the, for the uh, so to speak, for the Order of the Quartz Cross, the sword is their sword and the cross is their shield. So I'm downstairs. The way that this is, I don't see like knocks and them all that, right? You can tell there's some shit going down above you, but yeah, the catwalk is directly above you at this very moment. Uh, you see some fire, <laughs> uh, but all this is kind of happening as you fight Carrie. Well, then I guess I'm just going to try to hurt her. <laughs> okay, roll kick some ass. Are you attacking with your claws again, or are you drawing the sword? Probably. Actually, I want to try to pull a wrestling move on her and pull her over my head. That way okay. I can bite into her. Know what I mean? Sure. God. Yeah, I will. I'll, so this is a claw attack, we'll say, and you're trying and you're hoping for force them where you want them. Yeah. That is a 10. OK, choose your extra effect. I will force them where I want them. <laughs> Good deal. So, yeah, you fling her over your back and uh, uh, but not not before she bites into you. Uh, no, well, let's say she slashes you with her sword for <laughs> two harm, which, yeah, because of your armor only does one harm like before. And yeah, you claw her for three and she hits the ground with a thud. All right. Um, I'll let you sort of uh, resolve this if you want to try to bite her. Yes, I would like to bite her. Very much so. Roll kick some ass. That is a 13. Okay. Oh, no. I don't got time for this shit. What's your enhanced effect? I will... You know what? Fuck it. Actually, you know what? This is the better one. I want to drive the enemy away. Nice. Sure. Yeah, that works. Because I still want want more narrative with this bitch. That's fair. (laughs) Your bite does four harm. Is that right? Four harm, ignore armor. Yeah, that makes sense, because you have um, done the harm. You haven't triggered her weakness, so she doesn't die. Um, but uh, you are driving her away in the re- in a route. So she disperses in one of these shad- shadowy clouds of dark mist, and uh, you sort of gnaw through her chest plate. And it's more or less not doing much for her anymore. And, uh, but yeah, she disperses in this cloud of mist and her and the other vampires that were surrounding you ready to attack, if she would have failed, um, they all sort of, uh, start to revert, uh, back towards the shadow, um, back up on the catwalk, uh, Sarah, you are, you are looking at Knox who is a terrifying uh, visage at the moment. Uh, he's <laughs> tall and shadowy with his cloak drawn around him, uh, and he's on fire, and he is no longer smiling. He is now in a lot of pain. This may very well be the weakest uh, Knox has ever been. You notice vermin scurrying up towards the catwalk, 
um, you see uh, rats sort of walking up the stairs that you entered the catwalk on, scurrying past your feet. You don't see what they're doing. They're going behind Knox. And then you see the tip of a blade pierce through Knox's heart. And here I thought that the curse of vampirism I bestowed upon you eliminated the rivalry between us. And then uh, Gerber, whose face has lost its fangs, he's retreated his fangs back into his head. Um, You hear Gerber say behind Ari, some feelings are powerful enough to survive even death. As the fire uh, consumes the dead body of Nox, the vampire lord, you see Danny standing behind him. Uh, He takes off his blue mask and he says, I reject the name you gave me to mock my weakness in humanity, Nox. I take back the name of the man who hated you more than he loved anything. Dan Helsing. (laughs) (laughs) That's him. He's here. He's fulfilling his Dan Helsing. He casts a cruel glance at Sarah when he says that last phrase. And then he says, I shall now be known by all that serve me simply as Count Pain. I hate that. Wait, is he still a bad guy? The ashen pieces, by the way, of Nox's body uh, fly off like bats and start to attach themselves to uh, Danny. You can tell he's gaining power. This cloak that Nox always seems to have draped around him uh, forms around uh, your father. And he even sort of gets this almost like he's been slight, like not quite as extreme as Nox just yet, uh, but it's like he's been stretched out just a little bit. And he's unnaturally tall and thin and you can tell that your father is changing and growing in power as he sort of absorbs the power of his former master. So all this time, you just wanted to be more powerful than Nox? When I was human, I wanted to kill Nox. Every every part of me wanted to kill Nox. But... When I became a vampire, that was when I became envious of his power. I couldn't stand being weaker than him, and now I'm not. Things change when you become a vampire. You get all these great powers. (laughs) You get to suck the blood out of poor little humans. But best of all, you lose that pesky soul that makes humans weak. Did you ever care about us? Well, I I don't remember a whole hell of a lot from when I was human, but I'd wager that if, if I ever cared about you, I wouldn't have let myself become a vampire. Damn. Okay. Dang. And by the way, my little deputy, the deal I struck when I was a human was with Knox. Nox ain't around no more, so I'm free from that bullshit. I want to say that Sarah is, like, 
like her hair is like starting to like stand up and her eyes are almost like glowing and she's maybe even like lifting off the ground a tiny bit nice Uh uh-oh i'm not a goddamn deputy and then i'm gonna use berserk and i'm gonna try to telekinesis okay so berserk means you don't suffer harm moves right yes yeah so even if this kills me it it doesn't doesn't knock me out basically kitty's min maxing over here (laughs) well she still dies after the fight's over yep yeah so you gotta help me before the fight is over technically it's fine i'll catch it all right time after time so i want to i'm going to explode i'm going to explode she explodes she explodes come full circle 40 episodes later we did it (laughs) fuck yeah (laughs) what is it i thought that was about to be bad Two fives on the dice, plus three, 13. Amazing. Okay, so choose two options and mark one harm. I forgot this whole fucking time I have a duck bill. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm just going to say that something catches fire. He's going to catch fire, too. And I suffer one less harm, so I'm not dying. Okay. But I am berserking, just in case. So your lightning strikes out from your fingers in your rage after you after you shout at him. After I quack at him. <laughs> after you quack at him with your duck bill. Uh, and Zeus, Zeus the goose sends a <laughs> bolt of lightning at him and he catches fire. And you just see him laugh. And he jumps up into the air uh, and he transforms into a giant monstrous bat and uh just glides down off the catwalk and out the front door uh, a trail of fire behind him and the rest of the vampires that are still surviving uh make their way out with him even mia follows follows him and then there is a sound a thump that shakes the foundation of this entire building and the lights go out. Everything goes dark and you hear this sound from the basement of the building and the two trash golems dissolve into piles of trash on the ground. All right. Let Ignis out. Ignis comes out and illuminates part of the room with their uh, blue glow. Is Gerber still there? Gerber's gone. That's my next question. Sarah, are you okay? We really should have expected that. I, that made total sense. Ray? I believe Sarah is in shock. I am. I think I'm in shock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love how oh. far away you sound. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Did we win? <laughs> I think at this point, Ignis flies into one of the lamps that hangs from the ceiling and becomes bright enough to light up the whole mo- uh, room. And it's just the three of us? Is there anyone around? Yeah, is it just the three of us? It's just the three of you, and there are big piles of refuse where the golems used to be, and you can hear somewhat of a humming, and you can uh, tell that there's something uh, magical happening in the basement. Uh, yeah. Sarah, 
Sarah, we need to get into that basement and see what is happening. Can you move? Can you walk? Are you well? Yeah, I... Can you can I don't you know what out? I can do about the duck bill. That's fine, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I am going to place my hands over Sarah's wounds and position them in a way that it looks like the healing rune and pulse that green magic into them. Amazing. Roll plus whatever it is. Weird, probably. This might sting. Nice. He said it. He said the move. <laughs> that means you succeed. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we had to do this whole time? Uh, that is eight on the dice plus two is a ten. Amazing. You heal three harm, but the process is exceptionally painful. Oh, Sarah's screaming. <laughs> do it. I'm not going to do it. Are y'all, uh, don't y'all good up there? I, I feel like I've been hanging out down here for a uh, Am I still unstable? You, I can't unstable. I can't ununstable you. So, okay. Yeah, I mean, you guys can take a moment to patch up. Oh, hold on! I found the. I mean, now that I'm coming, (laughs) (laughs) now that I'm further away from dying, it's it's safer for me to use lay on hands. Sure. Do it quickly. We need to reach the basement. Follow the sound of my voice. The lights are on. Oh, yes, <laughs> there's a there's a little. <laughs> I rolled a ten, so I healed two more. Cool sparks of red lightning, yada yada yada. Everyone knows the drill at this point. Two more, and I stabilize. Ray Ray, you get up the stairs. Uh, is there anything in particular you're doing or saying here? Where uh, where'd everybody go? Your face is absolutely covered in blood. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. You ain't my dad. <laughs> I, I promise. I promise, my, my dad. This is a public announcement. <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel the need to put this into the canon. Uh, yeah, I had a run-in down there, but we need to get down that elevator if everybody is prepared. Yeah, is the power on? Is the elevator working? I'm going to say that the. The power surge was temporary. The power shuts back on and the elevator is still functional. And it, even there's a place for it to come up to the catwalk. And uh, yeah, you all take it down into the basement. It hasn't been the four of us in a while. That's nice. Good to see you, Ignis. You hit the bottom and the doors open and water surges in. Shit. The floor of this uh, basement is flooded up to your knees. And you also see the doorway ahead of you that is no longer a solid stone surface with the image of a doorway carved into it. It is now a tunnel. The runes are still visible? The runes are still visible, and they are glowing in a multicolored light. I I believe this is your terrain, Ray Ray. If you would like to go first, we're right behind you. Uh, yeah. Is the mirror there? It would be underwater. You can't see, you can't see under the water. It's murky. And it, do we only have Ignis's light? Um, there's dim lighting, especially okay. from the there's some from, from the, the runes. runes, and there are yeah. still some lighting fixtures on the walls. The power's come back on at this point, but, uh, but Ignis surely helps. There's no light in the tunnel itself. Yeah, I guess I would like to read a bad situation. Sure, absolutely. Roll plus sharp. That's a seven. Uh, hold one. What's the biggest threat? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, the unknown. 
of what you're facing, right? Is that's the biggest threat. There's nothing inherently harmful about what's happening, but you also don't know what's on the other side of this magic. The hallway is just filled with water. Do I see anything specific? Uh, the hallway just leads down into darkness, the tunnel that that is. Um, it seems to be, as far as you can see, there's no end to it. And is it, like, underwater? No, it just it leads uh, forward, yeah. Okay, well, onward. I'll lead, I guess. Right? Right, yeah. Yeah, you and Ignis. These runes are the same as the runes on the disc, the same as Calliope. I can't even guess where this leads. Well, y'all hang on to my tail. <laughs> Buddy system. All that. Okay, I'm in. I hold on to his tail. <laughs> Alright, I, I will definitely grab on to Ray Ray's tail. This is what nice. I've always wanted. <laughs> so just... <laughs> even though I'm, I'm a much always... better friend to both of you than any of you are to me. <laughs> Ray Ray's never let me touch his tail. And I've this is really friendship, yeah. This whole time. That's a beautiful moment with how upset uh, Ray Ray is at you guys. I know, it's so nice. The four of you walk into this tunnel. Uh, Ray, uh, sorry, Sarah and Ari holding on to Ray Ray's tail and Ignis flying above to light the way. And the water that's up to your knees starts to ripple as you walk. And then suddenly, uh, some of it rises into the air in a swirling pattern. It's not supposed to happen. And it starts to rotate around you. Uh, you can see the floor again as the um, sort of uh, the lowest point of the sphere that's being formed around you is uh, right where the, uh, the cement ground is. And... The water swirls and swirls faster and faster. Then it falls and you all feel submerged. And then suddenly you all feel as if you're floating underwater. You find yourself swimming in a vast ocean. Uh, you are so deep underwater that there is no sign of the surface above you. I mean, it's fine. Are we holding our breath or... Do we need to? You hold your breath until you can no longer do so. Um, just, I imagine it's just your um, your reflex, your survival instinct. Mm -hmm. And when you gasp for air, you find that there is uh, no reason to hold your breath. You can breathe as normal underwater here. Ignis, what is this place? Is it? Is, is there any light other than Ignis? Yes. Thousands of feet beneath you, there's a vast and sprawling metropolis. The architecture seems to be both classical and futuristic, with brightly colored lights illuminating Corinthian columns. Bustling highways are active with different sized vehicles you cannot quite make out from this far above. These floating roads are full, but traffic never slows or gets jammed up. It's a constant stream of fluid motion. I don't know what I expected, but this was not it. <laughs> this was not it. No, I'm just saying aliens. I don't, I don't know what else it is. I'm actually going to hop on the alien train here. This kind of feels like aliens. 
you know, a lot of people believe that the aliens have been here for years and they actually live in our ocean. God, I gotta stop listening to that fucking podcast. (laughs) (laughs) With that, suddenly you find yourselves uh, closer to the city uh, as if you were just drawn there. As if uh, you were on a phone and you zoomed and you pinched to zoom in. You are just there. Uh, You're on the outskirts of this city, and there's a family coming out of a structure that you assume is their home. Uh, They look human, but they have swirling, iridescent skin. Their clothes are the ancient designs of togas, but they're fitted with clasps that seem to be of a more futuristic make. I am Ari Green of Gomakotrika. What is this place? We come in peace. This is my worst nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a valid point we are underwater oh yeah underwater <laughs> and aliens those are my two biggest fears <laughs> this is the worst possible day of my life <laughs> none of them none of them even look at you none of them acknowledge your presence they seem to not know that you're even there Uh, The oldest daughter of this family ushers her siblings up towards the highway, and they look back towards their mother, who's waving farewell in a language you don't understand. Uh, You do notice, however, that she wears a green gem on a string around her neck. As her children turn to leave, they begin to transform into dolphins. Oh, no! And they enter the highway above them that you now see is full of not vehicles, but varying underwater creatures. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're moved again and you find yourself in a more dense part of the city. People drop from this ever-moving jet stream highway and they morph back into their human forms. They're going to work in what appears to be a construction site. Golems of pieced together marble and sea rock operate as cranes as they lift uh, massive pieces to build Uh, to build machines with long, slender barrels. These people seem to be preparing for war. Ray, I think you might be home. It all disappears as you find yourselves floating high above the city once again. So now you've seen my home. You turn to see Calliope, who's now wearing clothes she found in the overgrown over her bright skin. A hoodie and jeans. She's floating in the water with the disc behind her. She looks sad. This is Atlantis. I feel like Ray Ray's eyes are just staring straight, just very big right now. Calliope, what? Are we in the wild? Is this the overgrown? Where are we? (laughs) That's a fair question. And I guess I owe you answers at this point. Life is an impossibly bright light. It it is a seed with all of the power that exists. From that ebbing source, the wild was born. It is beautiful and extreme. It is both joy and sorrow, love and envy. I mean, you get it. You've all been there. It is what grows from the seed and it cannot be kept. That's how the overgrown came to be. The overgrown is 
it's still beautiful, but it isn't as close to the seed. It gets only the energy that's left over, the scraps from the table, so to speak. Long ago, your home is where my people lived. We learned of the wild. We went there, as you did, and loved it. We learned so much from it and made our lives easier with the magic of the Fae. Then, eventually, we learned to replicate it through our own means. Our technology became so advanced that we could manipulate the overgrown without the words of the Fae. And that's where the envy comes into play. They went to war with us because they would rather destroy themselves than share their power with the overgrown. They think the overgrown is ugly, imperfect, and they'd prefer that it stay that way. When it became apparent that we could not win, we created our own place beyond the overgrown. And life here was so, so good, but it's so far from the source from the magic of life that we cannot exist here forever. And ever since we knew that, we've been preparing to return to our home. That, uh, that little girl had an amulet just like mine. Ray will take out his amulet from under his shirt. She looks at it and uh, seems surprised, but then shrugs and says, Yeah, that... That makes sense. I've been wondering how you are able to use our power. Uh, your, your power? Yeah, that, that gem, as it appears to you, is a very complex machine. Uh, think, you know, think of a really fancy iPhone. You mean like those new ones with like the three cameras on it? Yeah, but like this one has 15 million cameras on it. Most of our uh, powers, our technology, uh, comes from tiny little robots. So that one, uh, in particular, sends out, you know, millions of these things that enter your body and manipulate it to make you more powerful and make you capable of doing things that a normal person can't do. Does that make sense? So... Why can I use it? Well, uh, I don't know how you found it. I don't know how it made its way to you, but it's pretty intuitive. Our technology is made to be uh, used, you know, by the normal everyday person. So as long as you have the machine or have accessed it before, it's a part of you. Well, ain't that something? She shoots a longing glance down at the city beneath her. I wish I could stay here forever, but I have work to do. So it was really nice talking to you guys. Um, I'm sure we'll cross paths again. Calliope, the door was open. Who came through? Oh, I opened the door. I wanted to see my home again. And it's part of allowing my people to return to the overgrown. Do you wish to live amongst them? The people of the overgrown. Uh, yeah, and we will, if I'm able to succeed. Like I said, the overgrown is our home, too. And if my people stay out here so far from the source of life, we will all die. I hope that the 
denizens of the Overgrown are as welcoming as you. <laughs> Me too. Um, honestly, I'm more worried about the denizens of the wild, but I think that we're ready this time. Please watch out for vampires. There's a new nasty one out there. <laughs> you mean to tell me that aliens, vampires, and Atlantis all exist in this one fucking place? I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not an alien, so it feels kind of rude for you to call me that. To be honest. <laughs> oh no! I'm so sorry. You were both from the same place. But like I said, I gotta go. What What happens to us? I mean. What do you mean what happens to you? Whatever you want to. I don't know. Go get lunch or something. You, you can let us back out the door then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done what I need to do. Uh, like I said, I'll catch you all later. Thank you. And then everything fades away. The water, the city beneath you on the ocean floor. You even lose sight of each other. Even the soft blue glow of Ignis fades away. Ray Ray, you still feel like you're floating in the water but there is nothing but an endless void around you. Then someone begins to take shape in front of you. When she appears, it's difficult to stifle a laugh. Your fears melt away as you see someone that you are quite fond of. It's Gail Roberts, the older sister of Dump Truck and the close childhood friend who you've missed since the day she left town. She looks beautiful and she's wearing the warmest and most comforting smile. You hate the unknown, and it's been a bad day. Something about seeing her here right now is exactly what you needed. And she says, Hi, Ray. Uh, hey, hey, Gilbert. You ain't supposed to see me like this. It's okay. I've, I've always loved you, Ray. You should call me sometime. And she leans in and closes her eyes. Am I supposed to kiss her? I have a crocodile right now. <laughs> do whatever you think Ray would do. <laughs> she is going in for the kiss, though. I think Ray would just hug her immensely and like lean in and let her kiss him. I don't know. I, I don't have I don't have functioning lips. That's fair, fair, fair. <laughs> I, I like functioning I, lips. I can't. I can't kiss. Right. <laughs> she laughs and she kisses you on the tip of your alligator face <laughs> and embraces you as you embrace her. And then you feel a tug from behind you as the green gem is taken from your uh, from wherever you had it. If it was in your hand, it's snatched from your hand. Or if it was around your neck, it's snapped from your neck. And the music of the siren song fades. A tubular pocket of air forms around the three of you, who are now together again. The water spirals in a cylinder, and you look back to see an arched doorway, on the other side of which is the basement room of the cement factory. Calliope floats there, and the disc is behind her. The missing gem is back in its place on the fourth section of the artifact. Sorry. Calliope shrugs. The blue light on the disc glows, and there is a flash of light. She's gone in an instant. But she took Mama's gym.
Okay, let's do the end of session. <laughs> let's do the end of session experience. Because uh, I am hungry as hell. Uh, Bose is going to be happy. We actually did a thing. We <laughs> completed Bose's mission. That is very true. Uh, did you conclude the current mystery, though? What was the current mystery? I don't, uh, I don't to know. find Helen Torres. True, 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 true. To yeah. find out. Uh, yeah, we I figured that is... one out first level. You you solved <laughs> Payne's ultimate mystery, which was what happened to her father, which yeah. which yeah. which is that he made a deal to save the world from vamp or to save Tallahassee from vampires, uh, but and then in doing so, over. tragically became a vampire and uh, ended up ending his own deal, and now is the most powerful vampire that's ever lived, or some such nonsense. So that's fun. Dan Helsing. Dan, Dan Helsing. Helsing. The vampire slaying vampire who isn't a good guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll give you a yes there for sure. I agree. <laughs> did we did we save someone from certain death or worse? Absolutely not. <laughs> Carl Wilbex. Oh, Carl. No, Wilbanks. I say. I don't Carl know Wilbanks. if that makes up for Zelda. I don't know if that makes up for Zelda at all. Nothing makes up for Zelda. Well, I saved my person from certain death. Sorry, yeah, you did a bad job. <laughs> the question isn't did you save everyone from certain yeah. death? It's did you save someone for it's it's a checking in to make sure you're still heroes question, you know. Oh, did you save somebody? I've been worried actually, so that's good. <laughs> Ari helped yeah, okay. save pain. I also did not kill Sanguine. True. But I don't know if me not killing someone counts. <laughs> yeah, I don't Yeah, think it I does. technically didn't kill Carrie. Yeah. But that doesn't count. But you did save Carl Wilbanks. They I could have killed him. True story. You could have doomed the city of Tallahassee to uh, you know, a more powerful vampire lord, but that's uh, that's a question for another time. Yeah, that's why I'm saying the bad outweighs the good in this one. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We failed more than we passed, well, I would say. I saved someone. <laughs> From certain death, and that's all. At least one of us is still working on the goal. (laughs) I'll give you a yes, because nothing matters. Yeah. Uh, Did we learn something new and important about the world? Yes. Quite (laughs) dramatically so, I think. Atlantis is real, Ray Ray's Aquaman. Absolutely. That's Um, about the hunters. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, Atlantis is real. Um, Still don't know if we technically know the Ray Ray situation there. That's about point. We kind of know the Ray Ray situation there. We know how the existence came into being, more so. She expanded on what I said in very early episodes. Yeah, she went over the origin story of the Shrimp and Crits universe. No big deal. Real casual yeah. stuff. <laughs> casual stuff. So yes, I think we did learn something about the world. I think we learned 200% more than we knew about the world. Uh, Sarah, do you have anything to add? I caught my dad on fire. <laughs> <laughs> We learned about uh, wild juice. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Danny. That's, I don't know if that's about the world, but hunters probably we're getting to that one. I just wanted to let Sarah, let Katie talk in between. This baby, baby lines. does not want me to talk. Ow! Stop smacking me in the face. <laughs> Did you learn anything new about the world? <laughs> Every day I learn something about the world. I'm a a baby. And I'm mad because I'm not eating or pooping or sleeping. It's true. (laughs) I have nothing to add here. Ow! She's beating me up. (laughs) 
I heard that slap. I definitely heard that slap. <laughs> Alright, I give you permission to mute again. Yeah. <laughs> mute again. Ryan and I will take care of this one. I hope no one we're gonna leave some of that in, so I hope no yeah. one's bothered by babies who's listening to this podcast right now. Bothered by babies is actually my screen name on every social media. <laughs> okay, did we learn last question, did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? Oh heck yeah. Uh yeah. I guess a lot. A lot about Payne's whole deal. Really just about everybody. Yeah, it was already light this this time, I think. Well, yeah, but you yeah. changed playbooks. I did yeah, change magic. playbooks. Your magic is completely different now. I did blast a laser out of a sword, but, you know. That was cool. Uh, I did learn that I can go back on deals. Yeah, oh, true. So that is... That is a new thing. Ray might be an alien. Ray might be an alien Atlantean fish person. Yeah, or at least that that's where his power yeah. came from. And that Calliope wants to do bad things with that gem. She lied right to my face. <laughs> she lied straight to my face, and I don't like it. She doesn't necessarily want to do bad things. She just might need it to save her people. At what cost? Exactly. That's to be found out next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> whole fucking time i haven't talked about god damn <laughs> i should you should add i should say audio like medium i'm not a goddamn you haven't this whole time <laughs> i'm not a deputy i'm a duck <laughs> i'm zeus the goose and then lightning him oh my god <laughs> god damn. Uh, okay